With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming up, is there trouble in Timo Town? We talk Timo Meyer, what it's looked like so far in his first full season with the Devils, and whether or not switching up the lines, as Lindy Ruff likes to do, could unlock his success. And then the Boston Bruins. Surprisingly, the very good Boston Bruins await the Devils in their next game. What are our expectations and players to watch for? We dive in coming up next. Yes, sir. It's DPL, the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where you know we are your hosts. Over here, Adam Armbrecht, over there, Danny McDonough. And it is, of course, another edition of, man, speculation, rumors, concerns, Danny. We're going to talk about Timo Meyer. We're going to talk about the Boston Bruins. But just in this moment right now, we said it last episode, defense is getting a little tighter. We know goaltending still keeping an eye on it. But how many players on this roster right now would you say you have a watchful eye on in terms of, need to start showing me that you're the guy we thought you were going to be. Timo Meyer is the number one. We know Timo, Timo Meyer is the guy we were going to really watch um, against the yeah. Bruins. Now that he's on the right wing with uh, Jack, but Dawson Mercer still for me, you know, I want to see Dawson Mercer do a lot more. I think he's capable of doing a lot more. And then we're going to look at the defense, right? Defense wise. We want to see Marino and Siegs step up and just be consistent on the defensive side of the puck. Do you feel like, um, Dawson Mercer, I mean, you said this last episode just before we get to Timo. I mean, do you feel like, is he, he's starting to get the ire of the fan base. Is it like, is this another young player getting too much attention given that he's still as young as he is? Or is this somebody that like, I mean, I've, I've seen fans say like, yeah, get him out the door. Like put him in a package, bring in another player that we need, improve this team and one of the ice to the other. Like, are you at that place with him or is it just steady as it goes? We need to watch him develop. Steady as it goes. I, I mean, he had a great sophomore year, right? He, he played phenomenally last year. And it's almost like it was, you know, we hear about the sophomore slump. He's having his junior year. You know, I, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that in the system that he's in and the line juggling around, I think he has kind of had the brunt of moving to specific lines because, you know, he could play center and he could play wing. So mm-hmm. I don't think he's had that consistency, especially with all the injuries. You know, he's a good penalty killer. He can kill penalties. I think he's going to turn it on, you know, and, and for us, you know, he's up on a contract year. So sure. it's not a bad thing that he doesn't have 30, 35 goals this year for us if he has 20, which is still a good season for Dawson Mercer. But I think he's going to be fine. I think he needs, again, just like Holtz, to find the type of player he's going to be. His two-way game is there. And I think the goals will come. Hey, the reason why I brought up Dawson Mercer is because he has one more goal this year than Timo Meyer. 
And he also has the same number of assists currently. Oh, excuse me. A team actually has two more assists than Dawson Mercer. Six there. Five goals, six assists for Timo Meyer. Listen, there's clearly been an injury that he, you know, softly worked his way through. It was nodded to, but never really fully addressed. Where do you stand on him right now after he comes over in the trade last year? We mentioned the spark in the playoffs, all that good stuff. But the physicality doesn't quite look the same. Is this switch and getting on the right side of Jack going to be the thing for you that unlocks him? Yeah, we saw flashes of it before he got injured with Jack that he was going to play really well on that line. So Anybody with Jack Hughes is going to play well, right? When you're playing with two playmakers like Toffoli and Jack, you know that you're going to get the opportunity. So here's the thing. I mean, preseason I said that I thought Timo was going to be up there in top three in goal scoring with with Brad. I thought he was going to be absolutely phenomenal. And to fully in our fantasy league. Damn it. Yeah, I thought Toffoli was going to take a little bit of a step back and not have the numbers he did with Calgary last year, and I was dead wrong so far. So, you know, I expected Timo to have about a dozen goals by now, you know, yeah. 10 to a dozen goals, and, and he's got to turn it on. You know, it, I'm not worried. You know, um, I'm going to watch his play a little bit more, obviously, but I'm not worried in the sense that I think he's going to be what we expected him to be for this Devils team. He's on eight years. You know, it's – I'm not worried about his contract. <laughs> It's, I like I like that that was thrown in almost as they like he's on an eight year deal. So no, I mean you know obviously because, we shouldn't talk about him in a way like you know it's like he's here. I, I don't I know you don't mean it's like but he's here no, and, and I, I should do this. Him. They invested I, in him for a reason, right? Like and I shouldn't do this because I'm kind of responding to what I've seen on social media. It's like, oh, he's eight years is a waste of eight yeah, years. Yeah. It's like, no, he's played like 25 games under this contract. We need to all relax, 26 games, whatever it is. We need to all relax. Timo is going to be fine. He just needs to get into his stride. I think he's banged up a little bit. I think you see it with his physicality. I think that he's given up on plays, and that's not Timo's style play and what he does. He's an aggressive player that's always going to give 100%. And and I think he's nursing an injury, and I think he wants to get back out there because he knows that there's expectations for this team. And I love his attitude with the team. So I I think he will turn it on. He might not be the goal scorer that we thought he would be with this group, and that's okay. That's not that big of a deal if he's playing the way he should be playing, similarly to the way Palat has been playing the last five, six games. That's the type of player Timo is, but he has more goal-scoring ability than Palat. Any concern when you look back, listen, we know that plus-minus doesn't mean everything or anything or whatever in today's game, but but it also is representative of something, right? Like you're on the ice when things aren't going necessarily great. He's a minus 15. He's the worst plus minus on the team right now. Like, you know, by a significant margin. And if you just think about the idea of, I only bring it up to say, when you look at this team and you say, okay, plus minus, it doesn't mean everything. Because, we, and here and here's why you balance it out. So I'm going to give you the both hand. He's on the ice for a lot of bad situations. He's been injured, as you mentioned. Now, Tyler Toffoli is a minus 10 plus minus. That, that's the opposite end of the spectrum for a guy that's been really good for this team so far. Has 12 goals, has nine assists. Bastion is also minus 10. It's a seesaw effect here when you go through some of these numbers. I My biggest thing for me is that he may have fall victim to, one, the injury, because I feel like he's the kind of guy that's going to play through it and going to give you 70%. And what we realize is 70% of Timo Meyer is you know not all injured players playing through are created equal. Timo is not a guy that can play through an injury and still give you something, mostly because the physicality goes away. The presence in front of the net goes away. And once you lose those things, he's not a speedster. He's not going to find those open pockets. He's not going up at the high point and getting those slap shots. Like you're just not going to get fringe benefits from being on the ice with these other great skaters. He needs to get healthy. He needs to be healthy to be as productive as possible. Man, you brought up a lot of good points right there. The first one, 
is the type of player he is if he is a little injured, right? Jack Hughes is a superstar player with flashy goal-scoring ability, and he might be nursing something still, but you're going to see how flashy he is on the ice by the type of player he is. Timo Meyer, you're absolutely right. His physicality is what defines him to loosen those pucks up, to get those dirty goals in front of the net, to create that open ice. So I really hope that he's at least playing at 90% because if he's not, I don't want him to be out there because yeah. he will be a liability. But we need him to heat up. And I, and I think and I think you agree with me on this too. And, and interrupt me if I'm wrong. But I think being on wrong. This, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think being on this first line is how to do it. You know, this is how you get him sparked. You know, to be playing with your superstar Jack Hughes. You know, alongside to Foley. And, and you knew that Lindy Rupp was not going to break up that Nico line because they're playing so well with Brat and Pilat on his side. So, and, and going to the plus minus. This year is like super indicative of how it doesn't matter sometimes because the goaltending has been so bad in the beginning of the season. Uh, right. And I didn't throw that in. Like if yeah. you're on the ice for goals, you're like, well, I, it's not, I'm not, I wasn't. It just, yeah. what do you want me to do? It's hard because, and obviously the power play and special teams isn't going to account for your plus minus as well. But it is, it is telling you something. You know, it is telling you something, maybe not on the level that it really should be. But it'll tell you a little bit of something with Timo at the minus 15. I don't take too much stock in it, but yes, he needs to play better both way. Two-way game needs to be a lot better defensively and offensively. Yeah, to me, at a minimum, right? At a minimum, you have to feel like being the worst plus minus on the team tells you some story about Timo Meyer. Coming up here in a second, we know we're going to be watching him. We're going to watch a lot of players when the Devils take on the Boston Bruins. We'll get into that conversation in just one second here. But before we do that, Got to go ahead and tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You may be saying, why? Well, because you can bet on all the action on the ice with said DraftKings Sportsbook. Get over there right now, Danny. Early numbers on this one. It's really, uh, come on, the Devils are at home here. It's a minus 115, minus 105 Devils Bruins. This is a coin flip kind of game. Over under is set at six goals. Gut check time. You're going over on that. You have to be going over. No, believe it or not, I'm going under on that. I think, wow. yeah, I think the Devils are going to win this game in a 3-2 type of fashion. I think wow. it's going to overtime. This is going to be an overtime game. Interesting. So 2-2. Two, two, wait, oh, I'm sorry. This is DraftKings ad. We'll get back to it. You're talking 2-2 two, two game in regulation. Yeah. Well, that'd be an impressive trend for a team that has struggled to do so, but I like the bullish nature of it. You can download the app right now and use promo code THPN. And new customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's promo code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets, by the way, expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. I'm half of Boot Hills Casino Resort, 21 age plus varies by jurisdiction Boyd and our friends to the north Ontario Canada bonus bets again my friends they expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources NHL and the NHL shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League copyright NHL 2023 all rights are reserved and I reserve the right to be shocked by the fact that the Bruins collapsed last year Blew the thing apart, said, hey, watch out for all these young guys. And hey, watch out for all these young guys. The Bruins are a really good team. Now, interestingly enough, you know, there is ebbs and flows to the season. And we get really focused in on the Devils. Danny always has a wider gaze 
uh, around the league. This is a team that did at least have for a second there a little bit of a stumble. They lost four out of five going back to November 20th, ending with a loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets, who the Devils are going to see twice here on November 27th, my birthday. Ooh, But then after that, four out of the next five, getting wins, getting back on Columbus as well. San Jose mixed in there too. Just where do you think they are right now, this team, winning games in a lot of fashions, by the way, 3-1, 3-0, does kind of lean into this idea of could be a low-scoring affair if you believe the Devils can get this dub. Goaltending and defense. That is yeah. what they are built on. Dude, can we have some? Yeah, it's that's what they're – listen – Swayman and, and Allmark are, are absolutely incredible. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you can look this up, but I think they lead the league right now in goals against average. I think they have the best goaltending in the league. Defense is solid. You know they're going to play a very systematic game, and that's why they're as good as they were last year because they're still sticking with that system. They lost a lot of players on offense. We know that. But listen, they got Pasternak. They're going to score goals, you know. Uh, Charlie McAvoy is out against the Devils, which is a good thing for yeah. us. He's been day-to-day. And we're not going to see our old friend, Pavel Zaka. But, Adam, we might get to see Boquist, who was called up by the Bruins today. So it'd be nice to see him on the ice. We'll see if he gets the start against the Devils. Uh, You've got, of course, uh, talking about Swayman. He's third in the league right now, 2.08 goals against. And then Linus down there, 15th position, but 2.69. You're talking about both of your goaltenders giving you really stellar performances. Um, The idea of having Boquist, this feels very, because it's Boston, it's New England territory, Mm. feels very Patriots, Bill Belichick, like go get a guy off someone's practice squad middle of the week, have him come in, then bring him up, and he just sits on the bench and stares across the, you know, stares across to the other bench there or something. Uh, Listen, (laughs) gosh, let's not have that be something, right? I mean, they did it. He's there. He's going to be up. But let's not have that be a storyline around this game. Where does your biggest concern lie in terms of players you want to watch for from a offensive perspective first here for the Bruins coming at the defensive side for the Devils? Well, I think the big thing for me is going to be in, on the dots, right? The center position. Charlie Coyle is going to win some faceoffs, and Nico Heesh is going to have to win more. You know, that's really what it comes down to. They have the young kid, Geeky, that's going to be up on the top line now. I believe for uh, Boston, he's going to get a promotion um, with some of the injuries going on. So. I'm I'm looking down the middle. I want to see down the middle what we're going to be able to do. I think that's very important. I think Mercer on the third line winning faceoffs is going to be very important. He hasn't been the best centerman. I like him better as a wing, but I think Halla might be a little banged up. That's why he's not going to be taking faceoffs as much with that upper body injury coming back from injury, which I think is important. So for me, I'm going to be looking at Timo, like I think everybody is, but I also am going to look at Nico. I'm going to look at Mercer. And I want to see Hall. I want to see Hall really make um, a difference in this game because he is that type of grinded out player. We know Palat's been playing well in regards to, you know, alongside the boards and really, uh, you know, winning puck battles. And dude, your best friend, Bastion, yeah. like he's got to he's got to make an impact in this game. You're playing a tough team wow. that is going to forecheck, that is going to play extremely hard on the boards in a defensive sure. style game. Bastion's got to do something. He's got to do something. Yeah, well, (laughs) I'm not going to put a lot of stock in him doing something, at least not uh, based on his track record so far this year. I'm going to watch Kevin Ball because I think he just needs to. He's got himself a little bit back on track. Again, the ire spotlight has shifted over to Dawson Mercer now. Start of the year, a lot of it was on Kevin Ball. I think you did a good job defending kind of where he was at. And again, another young player. So Mm -hmm. I'll be keeping an eye on him. It's just worth noting. You mentioned about you know going down the middle there. 
You talk about the assists for this team, six assists for the Boston Bruins, uh, six players, excuse me, and double-digit assists, obviously led there by Pasternak. But you go down there, man, all three of their centers, you've got 11 for Coyle. You're going to have Zaka with 11. And then just outside of there, you're also going to have Matthew kicking in with seven. Like, this is a team that's going to present challenges for this defense. I just feel like the devil's theme of, of getting smart, of playing consistent, that gets tested every single time that they go out on the ice. And I think I just worry about, you and I have sometimes debated this, and it's not about fundamental hockey, but power plays, penalty kills. I know you want to have a clean lane for your goaltender so you can see the puck coming in, but not always with our goaltenders. Sometimes <laughs> you want to get in between there. And I think those moments have been interesting to watch, right? We saw this a couple of games ago with Luke. He tries to get out to that puck, doesn't quite get there, leaves the goal, the front goal, excuse me, the front of the goal wide open, easy doorstep. And then you start talking about, well, if Vitek's going to give up rebounds, yeah, of course he's going to give up rebounds. That's a part of what's happened this year. So I think devil in the details a little bit here in this game, if you want to get a win. You talk about low-scoring affairs. Devils have not been able to have a lot of these. So I worry a little bit when you say taking the under and going to overtime, it's like I, I, I'm always going to lean, drag the other team into your style of game. Make it a track meet, right? Make it a sprint. Make it a marathon. And hopefully if Timo unlocks a little bit on that top line, you get some opportunities here maybe to open things up. But But that last game we saw from them, what was our biggest issue coming out of it? Really, special teams didn't yeah. capitalize enough on the power play, wasn't necessarily excellent on the penalty kill. So you got to clean those up if you want to have a chance against a quality team in Boston. And I, knew, I know we're using the excuse it was a back-to-back, and it's Edmonton. It was one of the hottest teams in the league that we lost 4-1 to. But the, yeah, but the bad plays are still the bad plays, it, right? Exactly. The bad and plays. And by the way, you, I'll let you finish, but by the way, far too many fans were pointing to the back-to-back far too early in that game as, oh, it looks like they got some tired legs. They did not look tired or lethargic until the last half of the third period, if at all, frankly. I think they looked a little bit deflated, and, you know, the tired legs are certainly there. But the first two, two-and-a-half periods, that was not tired legs. That was just, again, a little bit of not quite hitting the fine execution points. Yeah, I thought the defense was okay, actually, believe yeah, yeah. against the Oilers. And, um it's something to build off of against one of the best offensive teams right now and the hottest offensive team right now um, in the league with the Oilers. I think it was a lot of our offensive lines kind of just lazy turnovers in the neutral zone, like you're saying, you know, off that back-to-back. Yeah, maybe you're a little sluggish, but like you said, we came out firing. We came out looking good. So I don't really want to hear it as an excuse. Um, I'm with you on that. For for me, you know, we're going to be at the game, so I'm probably going to be like pulling on you when it's like, oh, dude, dude, it's going to overtime too, too. This is is going to be a difficult one. This is going to be a challenge for me. Here's the reason why I think this game is going to go to overtime in a very low-scoring game. I think the Devils are going to play very similarly to how the Boston Bruins are going to play the way they've been playing defense in the last three games. The Devils are doing a good job on really being consistent on where they are um, behind our own net and really at the point Um, and really clogging up the neutral zone defensively, sticking on that blue line and not making it easy for the opposition to get into our offensive zone. So I, I think that whatever they're doing in practice is working. You talk about the boxing out plays in front of the net. There's a time to do it. There's a time not to do it. The goaltending has to be consistent with giving up very little rebounds. Mm-hmm. And if it is Akira in net, Akira can't be making dumb mistakes like he did against the Oilers and trying hey. to play a puck and give it right to Connor McDavid. Um, there's, so there's, 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 there's not really many worse, you know, worst scenarios than giving it to Connor McDavid. But no, yeah. and if you think about that, that's, you know, that's a three, one game and could be a two, one game because it was an empty net goal. So it was a very close game. Um, all things considering, I know that the uh, score didn't show it, but 
Yeah. You know, I, I like the way the pairings are right now. You know, I, I really like the way Siegenthaler um, and Shimon Nemitz have been playing together. I like the way Luke and Colin Miller have been playing together, too. I think they found a home for the time being. Um, and Ball, like you said, we're looking at Ball because this yeah. is a big team with Boston that is going to throw their body around a lot. Brad Marshawn is going to piss a lot of people off on the Devils team. He's a nuisance. We know the type of player is. And Ball is the guy to neutralize him. So I agree with you that Ball is an X factor in this game. But, you know, I'm confident that the Devils can continue what they've been doing in the last three games defensively. And we hope, I'm not as confident, but we hope that our goaltending can be pretty consistent with giving up very little rebounds. One little eye on Alexander Holtz, too. I, th- I think circling the big games, right, that feel like there's a little more to them sometimes for young players. Hey, maybe you get to step up and be the bright spot as well. Last thing I'll mention here is that the Devils are are ahead of the Bruins in terms of goals for per game. They're ahead of the Bruins in assists. They're ahead of the Bruins in points. They're ahead of the Bruins in power play goals. They're ahead of the Bruins in power play percentage. And frankly, mention special teams, and I'll drill down on it one more time. Why? Because the New Jersey Devils lead the league in thirty in power play with 32.6%. Guess what? Penalty kill percentage, it's the Boston Bruins 89.9. Like, this is where the rubber meets the road, man. Mm-hmm. You're the best of the best. You struggled last game, so you got to have that little thing in the back of your mind here. You've been elite on the power play. I think that's what it's going to come down to here. No shorthanded goals going the other way, by the way, for the Boston Bruins, among the worst in the league in that category. So be a little bit riskier here, right? They're willing to stay at home. They're willing to protect and kill. You have to find a way to take those risks, get out in front in this game, make Boston chase. We will be back again uh, the following day. Why? Because we're going to be at the game live, and it's going to be intense. But we'll come back in. We'll wrap this one up. We'll continue to preview the weeks ahead. And as I said last time, remember, we're going to be doing players of the week. We're going to be doing weeks in review. So not only how do they play individually game to game, but who's stringing together quality performances, because that's what we're looking for, consistency. So get over to YouTube at Devil's Puck Luck. Get over on Twitter at NJDevilsPL, at Danny the Face, at Adam Armbrecht, and then on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat, at Devil's Puck Luck. Ooh, who's going to be the big goal scorer for Danny? Eric Halla. I think he's going to score a big goal against the Bruins. I really do. Wow. Bold man coming. I believe Timo was your call uh, in the last game against the Oilers. That- oh, he's going he's to have a big game. I still think he's going to have a very big game. I think he will score a goal too. And it's going to be one of those dirty goals in front of the net. Listen, like you said, this is offense versus defense. That's We're right. the best offense. Ruins are the best defense. Let's see. We'll be there, guys. By the way, get after us, man. Look over us on social media. We're going to be doing some, some hanging out, maybe asking some questions at the arena when we're there for those live games as well. So stay tuned over on social for that. We'll catch you next time.